stop and think about best practices at your organization, what comes to mind? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe you don't know what best practices are. Or maybe you've come up with at least four or five. Here are a couple of great tips for you as it relates to best practices. If you don't have these going on today, I would recommend that you start using at least a couple of these, whichever makes sense for you. My guess is that some of you, as you listen to this podcast, you will be like, oh yeah, I already do that. Congratulations. That's awesome. Cheer yourself on and know that you're doing exactly what you should be doing. I'm Becky Pike Pluth from the Bob Pike Group. I have 20 plus years in the training industry. And what I've learned is that it's really important to be mindful of some of the best practices to get to the goal that you desire with a training program. Now, these aren't the end-all be-all, but these are a couple that I know that you could easily implement to have success. Number one, guess what? The training program should be strategy-driven. You should make sure that it is meeting the needs of three different players. The first being the business need. Why does your company need this class? So I look at whatever the important business pieces are for that year. Maybe the company says, hey, for this year, we're really striving to um, bring awareness to all of our clients of a new product. Well, does this class help do that? We want to make sure that we're meeting the business needs and the business goals, most importantly. The second is looking at the manager and saying, hey, How do I know a manager is pleased with this class? It's really meeting that manager's needs. And the final is obviously the trainee. What are the needs of the trainee? It's going to be different from the business needs. It's going to be different from what their manager wants because you're really looking at the what's in it for me for that learner. Another piece is what does good look like? What does success look like? How am I going to measure that? If you look at the Kirkpatrick's model, the in layman's term, the first level is, you know, is going to be looking at, did they like it? That just happens to be that Likert scale at the end of the class. And really the only question that we should be asking is, would you refer this course to a friend? Because if they say no, obviously we did not develop it correctly. Um, But as you move through the different levels of evaluation, level four is return on investment. And what we're going to say is don't look for proof, look for evidence. What is the evidence that this actually was a a success of some sort? So we work with banks and a bank might say, hey, we're having a lot of teller errors and it's actually costing us um, 15 minutes to redo those errors every time they come up and we're having a lot of them. If they can quantify how many they have in a week or a month, we can say, okay, this training needs to reduce that by 50%. And following the training, they're going to watch that for over the course of 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days. And they're going to see what the results are. Have we reduced the number of errors. It's as simple as that, but you have to be able to find something that's quantifiable. Another best practice are making sure that you structure your program so that the content matches the context. What I mean by that is, let's say you're training a group on uh, how to do a great webinar. 
Well, guess what? If you're teaching it in the classroom and you're not showing a webinar and they're not on their computers doing the webinar, you're not matching content to context. I actually recommend having people work at their you know, workspaces separated from one another and be on live in a webinar fashion so they can see it firsthand, experience it firsthand. So make sure that you are allowing people to do that. Another one is people learn by doing. And so are we making our classes active enough? Do we have some sort of interactivity every 10 minutes and making sure that it's different. So maybe the first one is reading an article. The second one is watching a short video clip. The next one is filling in some blanks and guessing some answers. The next one is journaling and so on and so forth. Having a lot of creativity in your engagement. People learn by doing. So we want to make sure that we give them opportunities to learn through doing. And and the final piece is making sure that there's accountability. I always use the peers in the class to hold one another accountable. Every single time we do something, I say, okay, get with your learning partner, share what you learned. Now what happens is, oh, I can't just sit around and do nothing. My partner is going to require me to share and be helpful to them. People will work harder for their peers than they will ever work for you as a trainer. So just keep those few best practices in mind. Pick one to start on right away. If you're doing them all, great job. Way to go. Maybe you need to add just a little more of something to your toolkit. I'm Becky Pike-Booth with the Bob Pike Group, and this creative training tip might take you to the next level.